Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Good morning. Hello. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, including music. This story is going to make Steve really mad. Give me a beat! It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yeah! And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This, this is the beat. beat. I had to go back and check to make sure that I was reading this. Correctly. Me too. There's a movie coming out about Ronald Reagan. And Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. Creed singer Scott Stapp is going to play Frank Sinatra. Okay. He'll get to perform as Frank too. (laughs) Dennis Quaid will play Reagan. That that. I see. I like that. They should have gotten like Harry Connick Jr. So now... Let's let's if your brain works the way that mine does, then your entire morning is spent thinking, what is he going to do to these songs? Mm-hmm. Do you want to know Fleur what he said? Tear the muron. <laughs> Scott says Sinatra in performance mode was an exercise in restraint. He had the steely, stylish swagger, and his sheer presence commanded a room. I was excited to join the cast and blown away by the onset attention to detail, style, and mm. overall production. Maybe we should just wait and see. Maybe he'll You're be great. Me <laughs> I, w- I would like to see him. Uh, Grant, could you pull up Come Fly With Me? Oh, by Frank no. Just by Frank. Let's just hear Frank do "Come Fly with Me." I bet he's gonna look good. He's gonna he's gonna look like Sinatra. Whatever they can make me look like a North Pole elf. Okay, Hollywood <laughs> is Hollywood. Sure, <laughs> but still, I mean, <laughs> can you take me here? <laughs> Sinatra's way of singing is like the inside-out shirt of Scott Stapp's way. Oh, we're up. If he is a very handsome man. Some exotic okay. Scott Stapp. He is. He's got, look at his face. He's he's a very handsome guy. You know what he kind of looks like? Hot Topic. He doesn't. You don't think he, he with a, a thick, grown up. No, he would have a thick leather bracelet on, like those kind that are like, yeah, yeah, those you know, are like cool. three inches thick. He'd have one of those on. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, I get it. He'd cut his hair, but he'd have some sort of a... Tribal design on his shirt, getting an Ed Hardy vibe. <laughs> That's why the lady is a trio. 
what's he going to do? He's going to be fine. They wouldn't have cast him with Dennis Quaid if he was going to suck. I don't know about that. Dennis Quaid is good. He is good. He was in that really crappy dog movie. The Reincarnation Dog movie. I love that movie. It's sweet. Oh, man. I've wanted so much more. I wanted to cry. You Guys, in case in case you're not hearing it, Scott Staff, the lead singer of Creed, is is going to play Frank Sinatra. Mm. I you listen. Let's there's see a part who else of me, is in that movie. There's a part of me that loves it because you know I I I love hate Creed. Oh really? It's very enjoyable to hear and especially to see. Scott Stapp perform his he's on cameo by the way oh this is a good I'm sorry um yeah I'm not surprised by that listen to the cast Penelope Ann Miller Mina Suvari uh we've got John Voight Johnny Johnny I haven't heard from him in a while yeah where's he right I don't know arguing with his daughter or something right right I think uh and she's gonna play Nancy Reagan wow Penelope Ann Miller yeah, there is. Come on, man. Bring it in. Leave him alone, man. <laughs> you got to admit, though, Steve, this reminds you of our youth, right? A little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. We were oh, listen, I loved it. Yeah. We were I jamming out to this. <laughs> he sounds like, I mean, was Creed like a, like a Jesus band? <laughs> yes. Yes. It was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so years ago, I was with my buddy Gary. You would appreciate that, Donna. Gary, uh, Gary, and he and I were singing Scott Staff. It was a cabin weekend, and we were just standing on a boat. And then after that, I find a guy on YouTube who was like my voice doppelganger for Creed. This guy does Creed so well. His name is Chris Cruz, and he. <laughs> this is my first time hearing this, Scott Staff sings the Christmas song. Because I looked it up like this. He sung any Christmas carols? <laughs> Here is this guy doing Scott Stapp sings the Christmas song. Are you ready? Yep. Chestnut roasting <laughs> on an open door. Open door. First being sung by Scott Stapp. <laughs> That is awesome. We gotta get Chris Cruz that on the show. That is I funny. Five out of five. Oh, There's oh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of funny people on this planet. Oh, you're not kidding. That's really good. Oh, well, that's all we have time for, folks. Cool. Uh, when we come back, hey, you think Tom Cruise was done with his rant? No. No, no. Mm. He had a second one. No, he, he had didn't. a second one. Yeah, and then I'll tell you what happened. Oh, no. Uh-huh. You think people right. hung around for that? Think I think again. they might have. Yeah, we didn't like the original. We don't want to watch yep, the sequel. They may have fled. Uh, we'll tell you about that when we come right back on My Talk 1071. You're listening to Donna and Steve. That's us on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Yesterday, we had the story about Tom Cruise just letting his crew have it on the set of Mission Impossible 7, which is filming in London right now. And. Right. He, you know, we had audio of his, his scolding, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he yelled at the crew for two minutes and 20 seconds yep. really loud about not following COVID-19 protocols. Well, apparently um, that wasn't the end of it. He went on another tirade. 
Tuesday no. night as news of his first meltdown emerged. The first outburst was big, but then things, I guess, haven't calmed down since. And apparently tension has been building for months. This was the final straw. Um, since it's become public, there's been even more anger, you know, and I think five uh, staff members walked off the set. Oh, boy. Apparently, word has it that Tom just can't take any more after all the lengths that he went to just to keep filming at all. And he's just, you know, upset that people aren't taking it as seriously as he is. And in the end, he's the one who carries, you know, the weight of it all. Sure. So I guess it was really two crew members who violated. They weren't standing far enough apart. And apparently Tom Cruise back in October held crisis talks with the director, Christopher McQuarrie. Mm-hmm. Days yep. after a dozen people on set in Italy were said to have tested positive. Hmm. So I get it. I get it. You know, I like what Clooney had to say. I don't know if he saw this. What did he have to say? Well, first of all, he said he doesn't know the whole story, but, you know, he probably wouldn't have handled it that way and made it so personal. Clooney was asked about this? By Stern. Huh. Yeah, he was. What did he say? Yeah, okay, keep going. But it's it's not just about the Tom Cruise thing. He was like, you know, he probably, you know, who knows how many times he's had to tell crew members to stop it, and maybe this was just the final straw. But Clooney... Uh, during a recent interview, it said, you know, this thought where everybody is like, well, it's my freedom. It's it's like that's not how this stuff works. You dumb bleep. Your freedom is this. You're free to smoke until your lungs turn black, but you can't do it on the bus. You're free to drink until your liver comes out of your butt, but you can't drink and then get behind the wheel of a car. He goes on to say, you know, there have to be certain rules. There's one that says, put on a mask and we'll get through this. We've got vaccines coming. Let's save another 60,000 lives before the vaccine. Basically, he's saying, what don't you get? There are rules everywhere. You Sure, smoke as much as you want. Just don't do it on the plane. Right. You know. Um, you have the freedom of speech, but you can't yell bomb on a plane. Right. Without, you know, repercussions. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I think it would be weird to be a person who leaked the Tom Cruise audio and then show back up for work. Because clearly one of you did it. Yeah, somebody did. Somebody on set. Oh, but it's a pretty big crew, I'm sure. So if he was yelling at two guys, still more more than the two were impacted. Five were. It'd be curious. Let's wait and see. If any staffers who quit... Are, I'm sure they're getting tracked down, down oh, by yeah. the New York Post and yep. all these different TMZ. magazines. And yep. they want to find out, why did you quit? Was it just the yelling? Or I, I just wonder, what would cause someone to quit there? The yelling, yeah, I get it. That's like, even if you have a point, no one wants to be talked to that way. Right. But I wonder if they feel like they had seen any inconsistencies. I'm not suggesting that, but did they maybe see him somewhere close to somebody? And then they thought, wait a minute, I've seen him do that with the Mm. director or with, you know, because inconsistency is, I think throughout this process, what has, that's, what's been a source of a lot of frustration. So you mean hypocritical behavior? Correct. Okay. I wonder if they, if they have seen that and they're like, wait a minute. So you're just going to, 
blow up on us now? Right, like it's this? okay for you, but we're just trying to look at a shot in the camera? Right. Mm. Can I tell you a story? Steve, I would love nothing more. <laughs> so we, there was a jaywalking problem at the college that I went to. Okay. Yeah, you're guilty, aren't you? I was. Yeah, I've been ticketed twice. Hmm. I've paid almost $300 in jaywalking tickets, just Holy in case you think anybody gets them. That's funny. I didn't so, know that that really happened. Now, I went to a Christian university, um, and so we had chapel, okay? So there were three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning, you'd go to a chapel, sing songs, there was a different speaker, and then the campus pastor would address any like, hey, don't forget we got this coming up, whatever, blah, blah, blah. One day the campus pastor got up there, and I quite like this guy. But he talked about how we need to be good neighbors to our community and that the jaywalking had become a problem. And I felt like he was leaning into it, making it this issue of morality. And um, and I was thinking, what we're not trying to do is, like, give the finger to the community. The only way to get across the street was to walk, like, three blocks down to the corner, and then you come around. So why why did we jaywalk, Donna? To save time Mm -hmm. so when he started talking about this i remember i was so frustrated because i thought don't make it this moral issue unless you're willing to put under the same microscope you going 70 miles an hour in a 60 because it's the same thing there you're just trying to get somewhere faster you're not trying to give your middle finger Hmm. to the law you're just going 70 in a 60 i'm just trying to cross the street here instead of down there so i felt frustrated whether or not i was right or wrong or whatever in that, wait a minute, this is inconsistent for you to be making this a thing. So what did I do, Don? I was hard-headed. I was 20 years old. And I went first person out of chapel and I jaywalked right across the street. <laughs> whoop, whoop. No. And then I heard the sirens. There was a police car on a, a police motorcycle hiding behind a tree. So then as everyone came out from chapel and walked back to the apartment <laughs> complex, I had run from the policeman. And he said, and then I ran. I slid down a hill because it was a little bit muddy. I was wearing uh, fake Birkenstocks. Just a little bit. And then he said, (laughs) he said, if you want to act like a criminal, I'll treat you like a criminal. I had to sit down on the curb with my hands behind my back and my feet crossed in front of me. And then everyone who had just heard, don't jaywalk, let's be better neighbors to our community. Then they see me there getting a jaywalking ticket as they leave chapel. So you feel like um, a Mission Impossible crew um, ally? I th- not an ally as a much as I wonder a if a sympathist. Okay. And I'm not saying I was right in this situation. I'm just saying I get why they might be sensing like, wait a minute. I saw him reach for a turkey sandwich and he got really close to the lighting guy. Were you in he handcuffs? He didn't yell at himself. No, but he made me cross my arms behind my back. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh my God, that's awesome. Let's play College of Pop Culture Knowledge. 651-641-1071. Uh, you could win a prize if you bet who's going to win correctly. Coming up. Hey guys, give us a call, 651-641-1071. Let's play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. You could win a fabulous prize. It's time to go to college. College, college, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, I am Grant. I want to see how smart you are. All right, still waiting for a call. Why does no one love us today? 651-641-1071. We're going to have a little fun with I Am Grunt. Yeah. Yeah. It's a game that we play. I dominate Donna. <laughs> wow. I dominate her. I dominate her. Rude. It's not close. And uh, we'll see. I would love it if someone chose me today. Yeah, just That'd pick be fun. Steve. Pick Steve. You know, well, no one picks me for a long time. Oh, does it hurt little, your feelings? Just made me feel a little bad. Oh, buddy. All right, Grant is picking up the phone. Someone is going okay. to choose you, and then you're going to lose. How and tall then, would you say Grant is? Uh, da, 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 da. Let me look at him. 5'8", uh, maybe? 5'7"? Okay. Oh, wow, she's going down. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find up, out. Donna. Hey, Grant, how tall are you? I'm about five seven, five eight, mm, just in okay. between there. Look at that. Donna, wow, really good. Yeah. So you he guys? just asked me how tall. Oh yeah. Well, I, I told him five seven, five eight. Yeah, we've met a couple times, Steve. That's okay. You know. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to figure out now that she's eyeballing you right now. You're trying to figure out what you're going up against here. Is that it? No. I'm just, just <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, so we got Ron on the phone, guys. Ron. <laughs> oh dang it. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Ron. Hey, Ron. Hi, Donna, you lovely person, you. Uh, oh, Ron, we've missed you. Steve well, really wanted someone to pick him today. Yeah. That ain't going to happen. Oh, Steve, <laughs> sorry, buddy. This, so this is Ron we were, you guys were telling me about, yeah, right? Yes, Grant, this is the Ron we were talking about. Okay, now I get to work with Ron today. This is fun. Yeah. It's be a great day. All right, well, Steve, I guess before you go, I'll tell you the topic here before you go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's going to be New Jersey City Names. <laughs> <laughs> no, All no, right. it's, it's no, that's funny. It's not. It's TV shows named after where they take place. Okay, oh, TV okay. shows named after where they take place. Okay. All right, we'll see you in a little bit, Steve. Okay, bye, right, Steve. You. Okay. All right, Ron, you know how to play, right? Yes, ma'am. Lots of doors, so you can't come back. Okay, okay Ron. <laughs> so. You are playing for a virtual screening of the film Promising Young Woman, which premieres on December 23rd at 7 p.m. Obviously, you're going to play with Donna because that seems to be your uh, objective every time, which I like. We're going to have yes, some fun sir. here. And he you doesn't even care if, if we win. Okay. How about, the prize the, how about the prize the uh, Donna wins? Steve don't use that stupid voice to try to sing anymore. <laughs> the Scott Stapp. Okay. The, her. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll make that your prize. Yeah, we'll, def- we'll get that over for him. All right. So, as you know... Stay on hold for us, Ron, while we get Donna her answers here. And right. I'm going to start with the first question here, Donna. The police drama, this police drama originally aired in 1968, Whoa. and many episodes would end with, book them, Dano. Hawaii Five-0. 
This TV drama originally followed the adjustment and culture shock that teenage twin siblings experienced moving from Minnesota to an extremely affluent city. What um, is it? Yeah, it's Beverly Hills 90210. This primetime TV soap opera ran from 1978 to 1991, and it revolves around the affluent and feuding family, the Ewings. What uh, is that, it? that is Dallas. Okay. Oh, wow. Ron, I think we did okay. Ron, you're the, you're the bomb. Thanks, Ron. What are you doing for the holidays? Anything? I'm smoking a brisket. Nice. Oh, Steve is going to be so jealous. Let's get him back in here. Hold on. Because, you know, he's smoking now. He can smoke something else. Smoking a brisket. Okay. Ron, did you want to change? Oh, well, it's too late. Steve's back. No, ma'am. All right. Steve, hey, man. Hey. Ron's going to run smoking a brisket for the holidays. Oh, wow. That's exciting. That's that's like a 16-hour process. That's very long. Yeah, I'm uh, injected with apple beer and uh, oh. uh, put a dry rub on it and vacuum seal it for four days. Oh, my. Do you have a pellet smoker or like an old no. school smoker? Mine's with real wood. Oh, wow. wow. That takes a real level of expertise, Ron. Yeah. I applaud you. And you soak yeah. it, uh, your wood, I soak it in uh, apple cider. Oh, wow, really? that sounds great. Sorry, Grant. Uh, oh, my back gosh, to the game. that sounds no, delicious. I'm I'd actually... much rather talk about this smoking situation. It's yeah. intriguing. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. All right, Steve, here we go, bud. You know how this works. I'll ask the question, start the music. This police drama originally aired in 1968, and many episodes would end with Bookham Dano. Uh, pass for now. Dang it. This TV drama originally followed the adjustment and culture shock that teenage twin siblings experienced moving from Minnesota to an extremely affluent city. What is it? Mm-hmm. What the hell? Pass. <laughs> In this primetime TV soap opera, it ran from 1978 to 1991, and it revolves around the affluent and feuding family, the Ewings. What is it? Dallas. Uh, Bookham first... Dano. Bookham Dano. Chicago Hill Street Blues. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right. First one, guys. Hawaii Five O, Donna, good job. Thank you. Oh. Second one, Beverly Hills 90210. The Walsh twins moved from Minnesota oh, to right. Beverly Brandon Hills. Brendan and right. um, Brenda. Yes. Brenda. Yeah, Brendan, yeah, Brandon, right. Brenda. Yep. And lastly, Dallas, which you guys both got right. Thank you. So Donna and Ron. Woo! Ron, we did it. Thank you. There you go, girl. You're the best. You're the best. Should we do the tiebreaker for fun? Sure. All right, guys. Here we, <laughs> here we go. Okay. Not landing. Uh, NYPD. Think blue. White suits. Ah, Ron got it. Ron got it. Miami Vice. Oh, yeah, duh. Way to go, Ron. Woo! We're a team. Yes. You guys are doing great together. (laughs) Happy holidays, Ron. Thank Uh, you for calling. Ron, good luck with the brisket. That's exciting. Yeah, let us know how it goes. Okay, have a great time. Love (laughs) y'all. We love you. Bye, Ron. Thank you. Bye. Hang on. Boy, Ron's doing that the old school way. That's the way to smoke a brisket. Wow, for, did he say over four days? He's gonna, he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna prep that sucker for four. It was days. hard he's to tell because I feel like on it. he's gonna put. Ron was um, calling us from a submarine. I think <laughs> it did sound. A, I was like, hey, can you speak up there for me, buddy? <laughs> Maybe he's wearing a mask. Maybe. And yeah. Did anyone else catch at the end? He said, "Love you, love, he, love you all." Yeah. And that includes he loves me you, Dad. He's legally. Like, He's like the dad that you can never please, you mm-hmm. know. It's never good enough. <laughs>
Oh man! But yet, Daddy's good. little girl, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got to. Always gets her. whatever she wants. And yeah. then I'm the yeah. middle child that he just deals with. He, he just he met. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just met. Oh, did Ron hang up? He never wants his prize. No, yeah, he left. He's I just was like, like yeah. Bye. okay, God. Yeah, he's he doesn't a, he's care a, about any of that stuff. He's a funny guy. Um, that makes me want to smoke something. What do you got in mind? Why don't you? Are you going to smoke for Christmas? No, I got, you know. I might do a little uh, grilling. I, I would like to like get outside and, and cook. My goal is this, to be the man who smokes during the winter. Yeah. Who is unafraid. I don't want to pull it out it Memorial good. Day. Yeah. I know. I was just smoking the other night. What did I make the other night? Why can't I remember my life? Pork. Pork? I don't know. Pork butt. No. Uh, pot roast. Sauerkraut. Tri-tip. Oh. <laughs> I did tri-tip the other night. Oh, and then I did I did not smoke sauerkraut. And then I did chicken thighs. But I had uh, somebody walk by in the neighborhood, and they said, oh, what do you got going? And they, when you know that you are helping with the smell, they said, oh, we could smell it down at our house. That's a good feeling when you're contributing to the aromatics oh. in your neighborhood. <laughs> then people know. Okay, Donna. Steve. All right. Donna. Yeah, you're a superhero. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Is that smoking Steve? Mom, it's smoking Steve. <laughs> When you contribute to the aromatics, I'm sure when our boss asks us what we did for the community this year, that'll be top of the list. Donna, don't you know that feeling, though, when you step outside yeah, and, and then you, smell you say, like a, a fire somebody's grilling, or, someone's yeah. grilling somewhere. Now I'm that guy. The burden right. is heavy. It is burden. It is blessing. <laughs> I'm the guy always jealous of the guy grilling because it smells so good. So I, I hear you, buddy. I When yeah. you do step outside, you're like, oh, wow. I wish that was mine, but it's not. So. And, you know, my favorite thing to do now, thank you guys for even asking the follow-up. My favorite thing to do with with smoking is this. You do the low and slow. You get it to its desired temperature about 10 degrees short of it, whatever it is. This could be for chicken. This could be for steak. This could be for pork, for all I care. And then you take it off. You crank that sucker up from whatever your smoking temperature has been, 225, maybe even up to 275. And then you unleash the jet engine that I have inside of this Pit Boss smoker. A naked flame is burning inside. And then you get that sucker. It's at 500 degrees or north of it. You put your chicken back on. You reverse sear your steak. You blacken it up right at the end. Give it that nice, nice crispy char. You're now to safe temperature, but you've cooked it low and slow prior to. It's the reverse sear. It's the way what to I go. Miss. It's I ran to, to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, I was just going in depth about my meat smoking techniques. I'll teach oh, you cool. how to reverse sear in the oh, new neat. year. I'm wondering where right. she went. <laughs> she walked away from the microphone. Yeah, she I was like, where is she She going? grabbed Julia's dumbbells. <laughs> I love you. You're my buddy. I know you. You. Uh, you know what I don't like? What's that? Uh, chicken thighs, chicken wings. Like, but what is I, it? The bone? Yeah, and the lack of substance. What? Like thighs. I mean, unless you're going to take that off the bone for me, I'm not doing all that work for that little reward. No, 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 no. All that work, all you have to do is hold the bone in your hand. Then you have to eat it off the bone. That's so fun. 
<laughs> it's like a cave person. No. You know, they say the thigh meat. I know you're a chicken breast kind of a lady. I get it. And I'm of, that's my whole upbringing. I don't mind dark meat. It's fine. I just don't, I want it to already be off the bone. I, okay. But that's okay. And you could do that. I think though chicken thighs are more moist than chicken breast. Chicken breast is yeah. easy to dry yeah, out. Yeah, it's true. I get it, Donna. I'm sorry I blew up, guys. Almost got a McRib last night, by the way. Mm. I ended up going for a McDouble, and I am really laser-focused on my diet right now. What's a McDouble? Like, like a double burger, a double McRib, yeah, it's a, a double... There's two patties. There's two patties on this burger, but it's not like a quarter-pounder bun. It's still the traditional cheeseburger bun, which is different. There's no sesame seeds on this, and I don't want them. And the small this onions, is... too, not the big ones. And the small onions, not the big ones. The baby onions. And then it comes with a small fry. You get a McDouble and a small fry fry for three bucks. Oh, yeah, so I added in a four-piece chicken nugget. Sue me. <laughs> You've been going to McDonald's a lot Yeah, lately. I was going to hey, say. I Grant. mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, you go to fast food joints a lot. Okay. A l- I'm not judging. It's just an really? observation. Yep, that's it. Okay, would it be an observation, though? You're food and fat shaming me. What no, if I said, you go to buffets a lot. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess there's a Here, level the funny of thing. acknowledgement to some degree. <laughs> you have to go. We're gonna get tipsy. We're gonna get tipsy in a second. I just want you to know that last night, as I was making a decision between do I go left and go up to Taco Bell or just kick it at this Mickey D's, I was hesitant go to go to the McDonald's because I was like, I don't want to eat this unhealthy. As though. There was some sort of a keto-friendly option waiting for me at Taco Bell. I agree, though. That's were you going home? Were you on your is. way home from work? Yeah, I was on my way home. So you were going to eat night. fast food. What if your wife had dinner waiting for you? No, they were already taken care of. I see. Hmm. Maybe in the new year, you guys can sit down together. We did the night before that. And we had little conversation cards that somebody oh, gave Okay, gave cute. Sorry cute. I blew up. All right, I'm going to yeah. go. All right, when we come, come back. back. have you heard of this website called flight aware no i'm going to tell you about it it is the only way it's the only website you're ever going to turn to now if you have a friend or family member coming in town i'll tell you more when we return on don and steve on my talk all right we're back donna and steve on my talk 1071 everything entertainment Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 You heard of flightaware.com? Nope. Clickety clackety. Everybody go there if you have a computer handy. It's really incredible what you do. And I get it. Travel is lower than it has been, but there will be a time when we're all traveling willy nilly again. And this is a great tool to have if you, you know, if you have a, a friend coming in town, family member coming in town, or you are flying in but and they're going to be tracking you up. Yeah. But Donna, it's in like a cooler way oh. than that. Okay. Let me see if I can. Okay. So, search uh, 
DL3583. All right. DL3583. Uh, Delta Flight 3583. So this is uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It shows you it's expected to depart in over nine hours. Okay. Then there's a where is my plane now? Mm -hmm. So you could even be like sitting at home and then, but let's see, where is that plane right now? It's in Grand Forks, North Dakota right now. The actual plane that you're going to be getting on. Then it updates it in real time as it is as you're in the air. Cool. And so it'll let you it'll show you where the plane is over the map and it will show you if it's left early, late, or on time. And then it will continually update if your arrival is scheduled early, late, or on time Neat. in real time. So, you know, I've had a situation before where I've been on a plane and then they say, well, we've got a little bit of a situation here back up at the runway. And so we're going to be circling here for about 20 minutes, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. That, or And it could be a long flight where it could be a cross country, five hours, and then you find out, oh, we're going to be getting in an hour later. Or goodness, we're actually going to be getting in a little bit earlier. It's a nice way for folks to be able to check in at any time on the status of that flight. And it just feels to me more robust than if you go to like Delta's website or Southwest website. Okay. You can track it that way, but this is a more intuitive way of tracking it cool you, you seem yeah no on um, under impressed a little it bit. looks a little complicated to me i'm a simple gal mm-hmm. um it feels like a lot more steps but mm-hmm. i think if you got time on your hands and you want to <laughs> i don't know my brother does this with santa claus every year oh cool you know, he tracks where Santa Claus is. Well, that's fun. Well, this is this is different, but similar. Can you get, get Drew on the line? I bet he would like this. Too. No. Grant, do you like this? Or are you anti-planes? No, I actually love this. I have an app like this on my phone, actually, where you can see, like, if you, you can see all the planes where they are. So it's similar to this. I think it, if you're kind of a nerd, like it sounds like you are with me with this kind of stuff, I like the idea of how you can hone in on so many different things with it. So I do yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, me too. Donna. <laughs> oh. Just looking right, at the planes. No, it's cool. fun to learn something new, too. Five tips for people who are afraid of needles. Okay. Around oh, my God. One... Can I just ask you? Did you see that video of that one guy? I don't know what country it was in. Screaming and carrying on like a baby. Had to be fake. As he was getting a vaccine. It wasn't this vaccine, but he was getting vaccinated for something. And there was like four people trying to keep him from looking at his arm. I'll send you the link. You don't have to. I'm going to send it to you. Oh, dang it. Yeah. Fun story. One in four adults (laughs) are at least somewhat afraid of needles. I'm not a big fan of needles, but I don't think I'm afraid of them. Mm -hmm. It's called... Trypanophobia. Oh. 7% of us avoid vaccines because of it. Here are five tips from the experts on how to get past the fear of needles, especially as we enter into vaccine season. Okay. First of all, be open and upfront about it. Doctors and nurses are used to people who don't like needles, so they're sensitive to it, and they're pretty good at trying to calm people down. So you can tell the doctor. You don't have to hide it as you tense up the whole right side of your body. Think about why you're doing it. And how much worse whatever it is that you're getting a vaccine from would be. 
COVID, not fun. The flu, not fun. Measles, not fun. Mm -hmm. Chicken pox, not fun. Oh, I like the way you said that. Chicken pox. Not chicken pox. Chicken pox. Chicken pox. You got chicken breasts. Yeah, positivity to that pox. (laughs) Chicken thighs. Uh uh Try some deep breathing. Take a few breaths. Visualize yourself in a comfortable place. And remember, it'll be over fast. You might even want to start doing some deep breathing or meditation in the car on your way there. Oh, that's a good tip. You could also distract yourself. Talk to somebody else in the room about something totally unrelated. While you're talking, I'm watching this man in China getting his vaccination. China. Oh, my God, he's like a toddler, man. I feel bad. Anyway, you were saying. Yeah, cool. (laughs) Distract yourself. Talk to somebody else in the room about something totally unrelated. And uh, finally, friends, in this gripping list of ways to overcome your trypanophobia, fear of needles, don't look, you idiots. Watching tends to make you more anxious. Mm. So even if a lot of people who aren't afraid of needles prefer to turn away, like whether or not you have that fear, you, human instinct, don't look. Just don't this look. This is why That's in the, the old guillotines you looked at the ground. Right. Oh, oh that was dark. Dance. Do you know what blob opera is? Do you know what it is? I do not. It's so fun. It's a new thing on Google that's trending. I will try to explain it to you. I really think you should try it. Dance. Okay. We'll tell you about it when we come right back on My Talk 1071.